Hey there! And welcome to In One. My name's Drew Flaherty. And my name is Vito Cortese. And we're the hosts of In One. So Vito, tell us a little bit about what In One is. So In One is a podcast that we created to get an oral history of both ourselves and our friends and family to share some stories about their lives and some life lessons they've learned from them mm-hmm. and share them with the public. Absolutely. And if you are someone of the public, can you share your stories here? Absolutely. You can send them to inonestories at gmail.com. And we'll also put the link out there so you don't have to remember that. Yes. And so we would like our listeners to contribute contribute their own stories. And then we would like to read well, at least one of them a week and kind of share their perspective on a, on a life experience. So send them our way. And they can be anonymous, right? Absolutely. Great. So, Drew, tell us, what is today's theme? So today's theme is Treat Yourself, which is a concept popularized on the TV show Parks and Rec. And in it, two characters, Donna Meagle and Tom Haverford, use the phrase, treat yourself. Treat yourself. To pretty much have an excuse to buy whatever they want for themselves at any given point. A lot of times they use this on days where things aren't going their way or even on days where they're having a great day and they just want to celebrate the fact that it's a great day to be alive. So with that in mind, we ourselves picked out two stories where we felt that we treated ourselves to something and it doesn't always have to be monetary. And maybe not as materialistic as going to a mall and going on a shopping spree and buying a coat exactly. just because it looks fancy, like yeah. displayed on Parks and Rec. Exactly. Um, so it doesn't have to be clothes or shoes, but it can be. It absolutely can be. Anything that you use to treat yourself is a great way to practice self-care, which is an important thing to do. Right. And sometimes that's going on a trip. Maybe it's having a self-care day and just going to a coffee shop. Maybe it's reading a book under a tree. So, Drew, what was your story for today? Yeah, so my story for today was taking the route of treating yourself to moments. Especially, I feel like a lot of times people think it's weird to spend time in public alone. Especially at more intimate places like museums, movie theaters, restaurants where you eat alone. And so that's what I did. I took a day. In Seattle. Which is where we lived for about seven months. Yep. And so while we were out there, the museums are free on the first Thursday of every month. And we kept making plans to try and get into the Museum of Modern Art. And we kept missing the day. (laughs) So one day it was really rainy. And it was a Thursday, I believe. And you had to work late that day. And I get home from work as a barista late at night so our schedules didn't line up right and I was a cashier at Whole Foods so my hours were pretty wonky from like 6 to 10 could work at any time exactly so you went to the museum in the morning and I decided to go to the museum the same day later in the afternoon and so the first half of my day was treating myself to a cup of coffee while I walked around the museum And then afterwards, I went and I watched the movie Arrival in theaters by myself. I remember that. Yes. Absolutely devastating movie. So good. How was that? Was that your first time watching a movie by yourself? 
Uh, yeah, that was the first time that I went on a date with myself to the movies. To treat yourself. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. It definitely was weird at first. I felt like I had to hide my candy from the people around me. Why? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> Dude, what kind of candy was it? Mike and Ike's. <laughs> Classic movie theater yeah. candy. Yeah, also I put my stuff on the second chair, so it looked like I was definitely, <laughs> definitely saving that spot for someone. But it was just yourself. No, they never came. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say you enjoyed most about that day? So I felt like that day mattered to me for a lot of reasons. First of all, it was a pretty heavy movie to digest. Um, and I'm glad I got the time to sit on it in my own head and not have to talk to anyone immediately after, which sounds like a loner thing, but that is definitely my personality when it comes to sad things. And also, it was just a day to appreciate what I appreciated in things, and I didn't really have to sit there and explain what I was thinking or hear anyone else's thoughts. And not that that's a bad thing, but sometimes it's nice to just appreciate yourself. And it can be frustrating when you watch a movie with someone and they constantly tap on you and they ask you questions, and you have to politely say, we're watching the same movie. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You don't sound bitter at all. Not at all. (laughs) That never happened to me. Yeah, so I felt like it just gave me a day to really refocus myself on some of the thoughts that I have. Um, You'll know as working as a cashier, when you deal with the public, a lot of times everything is generated outwards. You're always asking people how they are, what they're doing today, what's on their agenda. And I feel like when you get a day to slow down, you can really appreciate what you're doing, how you're feeling, and I think everyone deserves that. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit to be able to do those things alone. Because it is sort of scary to to be viewed as an outsider sometimes. So I really enjoyed that day, and I should probably do it again soon. I completely agree. Thanks, Drew. That was a good story. So Vito, we've covered a day where you take yourself on a solo date. What's a way that you've treated yourself? So as you know, I was recovering from a running injury recently. Right. For a long time. For a long time. Still am a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I decided to go for a long run. And so I've been hitting like one mile marks and three mile marks. Mm -hmm. and Which are not easy feats. They're not when you're injured. Like I was used to running about five to seven miles on a typical day. Right. So I went on a trail run. And I achieved five miles. Nice. Pretty emotional about it. So I thought, I have to treat myself. Mm -hmm. This is a big moment. So as you also know, yes, I'm back. I'm back on the track. So I was born with a fused tooth. Mm -hmm. And so what's that mean? So when I was born, I would cry all the time. Mm -hmm. And my mom brought me to the dentist Mm -hmm. because she tried everything else. She went to doctors and said, I don't know what's wrong with my child. And my aunt said, maybe it's his tooth. So he confirmed that I had this fused tooth, which basically means that two teeth came out together as one big tooth. Gotcha. And so when that fell out, they weren't sure whether or not I would have both teeth as an adult Mm -hmm. or just one or the other Mm -hmm. or no teeth. So one came back and one kind of came back as this ugly snaggle tooth. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they recently pulled it because it wasn't strong enough and it gave me what they call a floater. Okay. So that is a 
a fake tooth that they have attached to what looks like a retainer, which I can remove at any time. And right, and so there's nothing there when you remove that, right? No, it's just blank. Like, it's an empty space. Okay. Okay. So on this run, I drove... Well, after I finished the run, I drove to a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And so before I went to the coffee shop, I decided to eat a granola bar. Okay. And when I did that, I put my tooth on the dashboard. Right. And so I normally will listen to a podcast or a song while I'm eating the granola bar, mm-hmm. getting myself pumped for the for the coffee shop. So why do you take your tooth out when you eat? I can't eat with it, unfortunately. What happens? It'll kind of fall out. Okay. If I could just put it bluntly, that'll, <laughs> that'll just come out. Okay. And it's kind of uncomfortable to chew with. Yeah, because it flops around, right? Yeah, it flops around. Sometimes when I'm talking, mm-hmm. it'll just fall out, So, which has been an interesting experience so yeah. far. So I finish my granola bar, and I grab my backpack, and I go inside the coffee shop. So I said hello to the, to the barista, like, how are you? Had a full-on conversation. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I smiled, she kind of gave me this weird look mm-hmm. and stopped communicating with me other than, you owe this much money. Would you like a receipt? So she was, like, pretty open and receptive. Until I smiled. Okay. So I think to myself, well, that was a little weird. So I sit down, and I kind of get my book out because I want to finish my book that I'm reading. I take out my laptop, and another girl comes up to me and gives me my drink. And she smiles at me, and she's like, here you go. And I smile back, and I said, thank you. Gives me a strange look, and I just am confused. I start replaying the last few conversations in my head. I don't think I did anything weird that would deserve that look. Right. And so I go to take a sip of my coffee, and I kind of lick my teeth beforehand, and my tongue falls into a gap <laughs> where my tooth should be. And I quickly remember that my tooth it's on, it's on the dashboard. So at first, I'm completely mortified, devastated that I forgot my tooth. Right. And then I kind of think about it. <laughs> I was like, what if I really didn't have a tooth there? Right. And I was kind of a little angry. Well, not angry, but more so disappointed that not one, but both of those girls didn't treat me like a normal person Mm -hmm. because I was lacking a tooth. Right. I still use this story as a story of treating myself because I did get to finish the book. It was a very good book. And a run. And a great run, which was a huge milestone. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I kind of got to treat myself to a little bit of humility in, in not having a tooth. That was my day of treating myself. A lot of life lessons. Do you feel like you'll remember this moment when you meet someone that maybe doesn't have a tooth or looks a little differently than you do? I definitely do. And I think I'm guilty of staring at people sometimes if Mm -hmm. I see something peculiar. Mm -hmm. And it kind of brought me back to reality. Just because someone looks like that doesn't mean you should stare at them or make a point of it. Now, as someone who may not have a tooth one moment... How would you wish they had handled that situation? I think it's more so a question of how shouldn't they have handled that situation? (laughs) Which we have the answer to. Right. I think if it was just a normal casual conversation and there was no face made when I had ordered the coffee, I would feel more accepted as a human being. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm talking as someone who gets to mask the fact that I don't have a tooth. True. So I really hope that in the future, like this taught me, not to treat people that way. And I hope to not do that to someone else. Fair enough.
So now we've heard about a time where treating yourself came in the form of going to a movie or going out in public to do something sort of monumental on your own. And we also heard about a time where treating yourself meant both going on a run and celebrating that victory at a coffee shop, but also learning how to treat people with respect. Exactly. So it was kind of a treat yourself, treat other people the right way. Um, So now that we've covered those stories, uh, we talked to our friend Jordan about a time where he did something that he doesn't normally do. Where treating himself and his friends came in the form of... Going to a casino. Today you're going to tell us about a time where you treated yourself. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, I'm Jordan. Um, I go to Westchester University right now. I'm about to finish actually my last semester. Uh, I'll be having a marketing degree and a minor in accounting. And uh, we just ended this semester. And my uh, friend Ryan, he just graduated. He's graduated the semester before us. And we wanted to go out to his favorite bar called Sprout. So it was Sunday night, and we wanted to go to Sprout. Our Uber driver went there, and he actually his his buddy played a band there, which was really cool. So he wanted to come actually in with us. He was like this 45-year-old man, and I thought that was really cool. Um, so we get there, and we like, um, crap, they're closed. So then we went to another bar in the, uh, in the town, and it was kind of dead because it was Sunday night, and people just weren't feeling it. It was like mostly like people that ordered us, like probably like 28, 30. Mm-hmm. So we went back to our place here, and we were like, Chester, yeah, we're, okay. like, what are we going to do? And one of my buddies, because we just went to the casino actually on Friday, and we had like some fun. And then he's just like, "Let's go to the casino." And we're like, "All right." So we took an Uber down to Valley Forge's casino. Okay. And how far away is that? That's about thirty minute Uber. Okay. So okay. It was about like sixty bucks, so it was pretty cheap because we had six people in the car. Oh, guys, got to split it. Yeah. So we went down there. We tried to get a table with all of us. So me, uh, my buddy Dave, and Zach, my roommate. Uh, we all got onto a table. We tried to get Justin and another buddy of ours over, and like we couldn't fit them just because like they took too long. So it was just me, Dave, and Zach playing. At one table, what kind of table? It's just a blackjack table. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I threw I threw a hundred down. Wait, just to backtrack a little, did all six of you fit in the Uber? Yeah, we took like an Uber XL. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're just on the tables, and Dave, he's got like four Long Islands in him, so he's just hammered. He just Throwing money down and making money. <laughs> and the three people, there's like this old dude that was there. There was some uh, some other Asian guy there that just, he just seemed like an old dude. We had another dude there who, he seems like he was there a lot. But like the staff knew him. <laughs> he was like losing on that. Like a regular? So like he kind of had a little bit of a problem. <laughs> and then we had another dude next to us. He was actually right next to me. And he was just like pissed the entire time because he was losing all night too. And so... I'm throwing down money, and we threw down, I think it was the minimum was 15. And so I threw down like 25 because I was feeling like a baller. You just wanted to go a little yeah, bit above got, and beyond. I got <laughs> split aces. And so when you get split and you get aces, you're supposed to like 
you split them, which means you put another 25 down, and now you're playing two hands. Okay. And then I got blackjack, so I hit, said hit, and I got blackjack because I got like a face card. And then I hit again on the other hand, and I got another ace. So I had to split again, throw another 25 down. And so I had three aces, I had three aces at the time, so I had one blackjack, and I hit again for the second hand. And that gave me another face card. So I had two blackjacks. I'm okay. Like, oh, let's go. And then <laughs> Things the are last card I got, I got some, I don't remember what I got, but I got 17 at the end of it. And so I, I won all three hands. I'm like, ooh, these yeah. <laughs> Money. Um, so like at the most, yeah, I, the most I was up was like 285. That was like really sick. And I like left with, I left at 200. So that was a pretty good night. And then Dave left it with like 600. And our buddy Zach just like, Threw all his money away for some reason. <laughs> he was up like 250 and he was just like... I don't care. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought it was, it was a great way to just like, you know, blow off some steam and you know, treat yourself. And uh, by the end of the night, it was like 4.30, 5 in the morning. Oh, man. And it took us like another half an hour to leave because nobody wanted to take us all the way back to Westchester. <laughs> so they, can, they can pick and choose yeah they can pick and choose if they want to pick you up or not one guy didn't understand where Westchester was he's like is this going toward Philly and we're like no <laughs> not at all so would you would you um, treat yourself to the casino again would yeah you, definitely yeah. It's, it's a ton of fun um, if you haven't been to a casino definitely go to one because they're, they're a ton of fun if you can give one piece advice. of advice to someone who's going to a casino for the first time what would it be just make sure you just know the rules of the game you're going to play. Because, like, if you don't know, it just pisses everyone off. <laughs> and just, like, know the etiquette, especially with handling chips and just, like, knowing what you can not do at, like, the dealer's table, too. Because some, some of them let you have phones and some of them don't. Stuff like that. Interesting. Okay. Casinos. <laughs> yeah, casinos. What part of the casino do you find to be the most enjoyable or the most relaxing? Like, what gives the most back to you? Um, I think just being with their friends and just like interacting with the dealer because like all night we're just like man Ben's looking to pay and we're just like just like <laughs> screaming stuff just like, dumb stuff and so Ben was your dealer yeah Ben was yeah. a dealer he's kind of switching around we had another woman she was always like I'm wishing you luck she's like slapping things and rubbing her fingers together <laughs> give you luck but um yeah yeah so okay, so it. yeah it's just like the interaction interaction <laughs> definitely try to get a table with your friends and then interaction if you get a good dealer that likes to talk to you, too. Makes sense. That's good stuff. <laughs> That's a great way to treat yourself. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Today, we have Mario and Dominique with us, our friends from college. And they are going to talk about a time when they... Treated themselves. What? Okay, so Dom, what's up? Hey, how's it going? So Dom, who are you? Well, I'm your friend, and I have been your friend since college. And if I might add, I am probably your best female friend. If I am not, I can argue for my case. That's a point. Do you want to do that now or later? Oh, we can do that later. Yeah. I think you wanted to ask me another question. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Which is, when was a time that you treated yourself? Okay. So I treat myself all the time. It is my thing. Um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, 
My favorite way to treat myself is to get tattoos. So I've gotten at least one tattoo a year since I was 15, except when I was 16. But every year since, I've gotten at least one. And you are... 23 now? I am 23 now. So that's eight tattoos. That is eight tattoos. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I can tell a story of at least one of them, or three, I guess, because I got all three in the same day. So um, they're all on my feet, too. It was the most painful experience, but totally worth it, I swear. So I was at work, and I was just searching through like something for my Spanish class and I just looked up a word just because I wanted to see like what it meant and then I saw a quote in Spanish of a quote that I really liked or like a philosophical quote that I really liked and it was I think therefore I am so in Spanish it's pienso luego existo say that one more time yeah pienso luego existo okay and yeah I mean I think Therefore I am by Descartes and it was just one of the philosophical ideas that I like really resonated with when I took um, an intro to philosophy class at Westchester. So I was like, yes, like I'm going to get these and just like make like cool letters and whatnot. And then I thought about another quote that I really liked, which is imagination is more important than knowledge. And that's by um, Albert Einstein. So I got that on the outside of my feet. And if I put my feet together, you can see the whole quote. And then I got the two philosophical quotes on the inside. So I did all that in one day. And I thought of the tattoos the day before I got them. So that's another thing that I do. I like to spontaneously come up with my tattoos and then get them almost right away. That are permanently on your body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So not like thinking about it for too long and kind of just going with what feels right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So would you say the, the foot one was the most painful? Yeah. So definitely the sides. I have a tattoo on the top of my foot. That was virtually painless, but the sides of your feet have a lot of nerves, so it literally felt like a bunch of needles going in and out of your skin, so yeah. Because I don't have any tattoos, and all three of you have tattoos. That's true, yeah. Um, it depends on where you get it, though. Like other Some places are more painful than others. Um, I think besides my feet, the more muscular parts of my body have been more painful in my experience and the bonier parts were kind of okay but a lot of people would like switch that and say like bony areas like your rib cage and um, stuff like that are really painful but I don't haven't gotten them on my ribs so I can't really test that yet I would completely say the opposite so for me I have two and the one that I have on my back when they got closer to the bone was definitely more painful for me than the one that I have on the back of my calf um the the after effects yeah I think my calf like blew up a little bit more and it felt like a heavy weight walking the next day but i would totally reverse the pain which is interesting that definitely is so dom what is it about tattoos um that you what do they give back to you or what why do you consider it treating yourself yeah so i consider it treating myself because i have the worst memory so whenever i get a tattoo it's a reminder of what i was thinking or feeling at the point of the time when i got it so it's worth yeah. the pain. It's worth the pain, yeah. <laughs> to treat yourself. It is, yeah. I don't really mind needle pain, so it's okay. Would you consider getting your grocery list tattooed on you? Oh, my. Uh, no. No, because my grocery list changes all the time. Unless I had, like, a list of groceries that I got all the time, but I feel like I would still remember it because I get them all the time, so. That's true. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's a great way to treat yourself. Thank you. And we're still in the first month of the year, 2018. That's true. So have you gotten this year's tattoo? Or do you have any ideas of what you want to get? So my roommate and I want to get a matching tattoo. My roommate is my best friend from high school. And we were going to get a pineapple tattoo. And I wanted to incorporate the, like, zip code outlines of Philadelphia County 
into the like base of the pineapple and kind of like hide it like in the pattern just to kind of symbolize like our time together in Philly. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know where you want to get it? Oh, this is going to be a butt tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But not like right in the middle of the cheek, just like tastefully on like the lower back edge. Tasteful cheek placement. Yes, yes. I can respect that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Left cheek or right cheek? Um, well, I forget where my friend has her lower back tattoo, but she would get it on the other side. And then I think that it would be cool if, like, when we, like, stood next to each other that they would be together. So I'm not quite sure, like, which side that would end up being on my body in particular. That's okay. A surprise for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Dom, for for sharing that story with us. No problem. You might be wondering, who is that stranger that was just talking to us? Well, here's our friend, Mario, to also tell you about a time when he treated himself. Hey, guys. Hey, Mario. Mario. (laughs) Who are you? I'm me. I'm I'm Mario. I am 23. Uh, I'm engaged, have a dog live in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, and I also went to Westchester with these guys and gal. <laughs> Am I really? No. Yeah. <laughs> so you're here to tell us about a time when you treated yourself. Is there anything that you'd like our listeners to know before you get into this story? Um, yeah. So most of the time I actually forget to treat myself, or I, you know, don't really know how to treat myself. Every so often I forget that, you know, my... my brain needs a break from whatever thoughts are going on on the inside of my head and you know everybody hears voices in their head don't don't act like I'm crazy Mm -hmm. right but sometimes I don't know how to get out of my head and you know go treat myself so the days where I'm busy where I can go from work to seeing a friend to home so I can see my fiance and my dog being busy is my way of treating um kind of running from my depression and anxiety it's why I forget to treat myself. Uh, it's pretty much an oxymoron uh, that to run from it, I find the solace in it. I like doing things, don't get me wrong, but I like to do things more so not just for myself or being by myself. So in the end, it still winds up treating myself. I, I don't really even know how to begin to make that make sense. Um, most people will probably say that it doesn't. And uh, I'm going to try and explain why it does. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. So generally when I'm doing something outside of work, I feel full, right? Um, Think of the glass half empty, glass half full kind of mantra that you hear people go through, right? Not full to where I'm overflowing happiness and shitting rainbows out of my ass. That feeling's rare. Every once in a while, you know, bad taco or something like that. But (laughs) I think sometimes for all of us, you know, full enough that I don't get to the question in my head of what am I doing with my life, right? That that big scary, oh, what the heck is going to happen next? Mm-hmm. So then kind of take that concept and applying it to hang out with my dog or hang out with you guys. When I'm busy and when I'm with people who generally and genuinely care about my well-being, it's when I'm at my fullest, It might not be buying myself something or treating myself to a movie or, you know, going out to eat by myself. Those different things that are good, they're just not necessarily what I think of as treating myself, right? Mm -hmm. 
I generally refuse to accept the material things as a treat. Yeah, it's nice to go get something every once in a while, but it's not impacting my psyche. Maybe that's where, you know, learning to treat myself and where my fault in treating myself comes from. I also like to, you know, treat others. And in doing that, in the process, it treats myself more than anything on any given day. It can range from holding a door open, you know, it could also be taking a trip cross country. And uh, we actually did that. Dominique and I went to Seattle to visit you and Vito when you were living out there. And that was a huge treat yourself moment for me because I like to think of my friends as my family and an extension of good and what goes on in the world, right? So travel, although at times pestering can seem aimless, um, is one of my favorite things to do, especially if I'm not by myself. And I didn't really always realize any of this, right? Even now, I'm still learning what it is to treat yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Seattle a little bit, right? When I was in Seattle, it was a big moment for me. It was a getaway with my friends and my, my family, right? And I got to really see what treating yourself was about. Happened three different times over the course of the trip. And it was not all intentional that this treating yourself comes from, right? You, you kind of think of treating yourself as, oh, I'm going to do this for myself today. Right. The first one came when Dominique got our feet on the ground in Washington. So this trip was a couple months in the making. We wanted to make sure that we got to see Drew and Vito before they decided to move back home to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And we got to see some more of the West Coast. The day before we left, I actually pulled my back out at the gym. It pretty much was to the point where the plane ride was absolutely brutal. Dom, do you kind of remember that a little bit? I told you before that I have a terrible memory, <laughs> so sadly, no. That's true. That happened in this episode. <laughs> in this episode. Sure we discussed Dom's, Dom's <laughs> memory issues. Okay, so it did happen, even though Dom doesn't remember it. And so what was bad about it? So, like, it, it was just brutal. Like, every time I moved, it just felt like somebody was stabbing me in the back. So I don't, even now, don't remember what I did, but it happened and kind of worked through it. So back injuries do not lend themselves well to sitting for an extended period of time. Or hiking around Seattle uphill 95% of the time. Especially because Seattle is made up of hills. Yeah. So it wasn't a good idea at all, but... Basically, when, you know, Drew picked us up from the airport, and it was pretty much the biggest smile I've ever seen on Drew's face, on Dom's face, and without realizing it, mine. And it was a moment where I got to treat myself. I got to be there and, you know, bask in the happiness of my friends from just being together. And then my back wasn't really bothering me. It wasn't something that I was thinking about at that point. Mm -hmm. That was that mountain air. Yeah, as it kind of just hit you and... I don't know. It was, you know, Washington and... Coffee. Coffee, pot, whatever it was. Who knows? Um, the second time on that trip where I kind of treated myself came with Vito and with Dom. Again, actually. So Vito had been in this phase of life where he was taking tons of pictures with the Space Needle and himself and captioning them hashtag selfies in Seattle. Vito, what do you remember about that kind of portion in your day? Like, you would do that, like, every day, wouldn't you? 
about every day. Whenever I had a good angle with the Space Needle, I enjoyed taking a picture of myself so I could really remember it. And those pictures still exist, right? They do still exist on my Instagram account. And what account is that for anyone that might want to check out those pictures? I'll be honest, I don't know my Instagram account information, but it can't be selfies in Seattle anymore because I no longer live in Seattle. We'll make sure there's a link. So that you can find Vito's pictures at the end of the show. So naturally, seeing as Vito did this on, you know, almost a daily basis, Dominique and I were there to visit, right? And so one of the goals for the trip was to get a selfie in Seattle with Vito and the Space Needle. And, you know, it's something super simple to do, but it was so important to Vito to get that picture, or at least that's what my takeaway was from it. Um, Definitely important. (laughs) That picture is one of my favorite pictures from the trip. It was able to make both of us full. Like I said, it's one of my two favorite pictures from the trip. The the last time that I treated myself on that trip, though, came on the last day uh, before we left for the airport. So at that point, we all kind of knew the trip was pretty much done and things were going to go back to normal for the next few months. Cross-country but still connected by such a wonderful friendship. It's hard not to recognize and be sad about being that far apart. So before Vito left for work and Drew took us to the airport, put on our coats, shoes, hats, and we ascended to the rooftops of Seattle. That morning, the sky was still fresh with clouds, setting in before the gray and the rain started to kick in. Most of that trip, it wasn't raining, which was actually pretty cool. It's a little secret about Seattle. doesn't rain all the time. Just a little gray. It's actually pretty nice. Temperate. (laughs) So, we still had clear blue spots, and the Space Needle was yet again behind us. So Drew set up his camera, and we took a family picture. Said our goodbyes to the Seattle skyline, and went back down the ladder. Which was terrifying. (laughs) Drew's afraid of heights. (laughs) Not fair. Still scary. Anyone with a conscience would have been afraid of climbing up that ladder. Especially if they didn't have a fear of heights. It wasn't that high. (laughs) But it was a little scary, because I'm also afraid of heights. Dom? Um, Pansies. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at at that point, once we got down, we were ready to go to the airport. Vito was ready to leave. I wasn't feeling all that great. Um, Not that full. And, you know, like adventures yet to come... You never know what's going to live up to that moment. You're never going to get the same feelings that you had going to Seattle the first time and seeing your friends like that, but that doesn't mean that they won't exist. My friends and my family are pretty awesome lights in my internalized darkness, right? Nothing can really top that. They're really the ones that make me feel full. I don't know that any trip, adventure, conversation will ever really make it so I can treat myself more than that. So, for our final story, we've got someone outside of the studio this week, and that's our good friend Chaz. And Chaz shared a story where a bottle of whiskey led him to 
the ending of a great book. I'm Chaz Atkinson, and I'm going to share with you a story of me treating myself, since that is the topic of today's podcast. So, the story starts about two months ago when I was buying wine for Thanksgiving. Uh, I decided to randomly treat myself to a $50 bottle of single malt Macallan. This whiskey, in particular, particular, excuse me, was aged 10 years before it was bottled to produce, really, a damn fine whiskey. It was very delicious. It took me a while to finish it. I tried to savor it for as long as I could. But the... the, the this was really treating myself because since college, I've been trying really hard to live frugal and save most of my money. That way I can pay down my student loans so I'm not stuck in debt um, till I'm 50 years old. So I've really been trying to live frugal. However, buying that bottle of Macallan was uh, something that I felt would be worth the money, um, even though I couldn't justify myself to buy it. But I... Bought the bottle and got home from work. I made a bonfire. I popped the bottle open, poured a glass, and kicked my feet up in the cool weather and finished the book, I Heard You Paint Houses by Charles Brandt. And that is, it's a fantastic book. It's actually being made into a movie right now that's going to be released called uh, The Irishman, directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, starring uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci. And it's about Jimmy Hoffa. Fan, fantastic book. If you get a chance, definitely check it out. Now, sitting there by the bonfire drinking this whiskey, I I will say I felt immense joy uh, knowing not only that I was drinking a 10-year-old whiskey, because I thought back that was 2007. And so I did a little Googling about what some important things that happened back in 2007. And that was when The Departed won Best Picture, which, crazy, just to think back. Also, I felt immense joy knowing that this was a purchase that I went out of the norm and got. I didn't, um, I didn't do the same old routine. Now, I don't, I don't know shit about whiskey, but I will say that the Macallan was one of the best I've had. That's it. Um, that's my shitty story of me treating myself so hope you enjoyed it so that's all we've got for this episode of in one We hope you enjoyed these five stories about times where we treated ourselves to something and maybe even inspired you to a new way to treat yourself, or at the very least, reminded you that you deserve a way to relax at the end of the day that helps you cope with whatever you're going through or helps you celebrate the tiny victories that you have in everyday life. We have also created a Spotify playlist called In One Stories where we'll be sharing different tracks each month based on a theme that we've come up with. And what's our theme for this first one? This month is Jams from 2017. Which is a collection of our favorite songs that came out last year. And all the songs that our friends contributed that we interviewed for this episode. Right. So again, all you have to do is search In One on Spotify, and it's got our logo on it. 
and it's got a bunch of songs on it. So, really great songs. Absolutely. So if you could, please follow that playlist. Uh, remember to subscribe to this podcast. So we'll catch you back here next month with some fresh stories. And some new people. 